Welcome to the Sports Equity Podcast. Here we talk to special guests from teams, brands, and agencies to discuss the value that sports brings to business through current trends and best practices with your host, Brett Weisbrot. Our guest has spent the last 11 plus years in the tech space building a performing analysis company for athletes while also coaching high school football in Nebraska. Today, we welcome the Vice President and General Manager of Huddle, Greg Nelson, to the program. Hey, Brett. Great to be here. Thanks for having yeah, me. Great to have this conversation with you today. So can you tell us a little bit about yourself and where you're from originally? Absolutely. So I, I grew up in a small town just outside of Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Uh, so I didn't move too, too far away to go to school. Went to school uh, in Lincoln, Nebraska at UNL. Uh, that's actually kind of where I got my first exposure to Huddle uh, when I was there at a time. I, I was a student manager on the football team and uh, was, which, which basically means you, you do a lot of grunt work, uh, but at the same time, you get a lot of exposure to great technology and coaching processes and all that stuff. So it kind of, kind of sparked a coaching passion in me a little bit. And so when I, when I got out of college, I was a little bit aware of huddle. They were hiring for a support person. So I, I stepped in, I started answering phone calls and emails and, you know, helped coaches learn how to uh, install a new browser or get to get to the right website, all the fun stuff that you do when you're in support. And then uh, it's been a wild ride for the last 11 years at huddle doing everything from, uh, the sales side to the product side as a product manager for at Huddle for five years, helping build some of our football products. And then now I'm the general manager of the competitive business unit here at Huddle, which we define as high school, small college and club sports here in the U.S. That's great. And probably taking it back even further than that, you know, early in life, where do you first grow a passion for sports? Yeah, I was uh, in high school. I was the big bracket guy. Like you would find just brackets strewn around my, my, my bedroom probably. And so like, this is one of my favorite times of year, uh, just getting, this, getting to getting to fill out my bracket and all that good stuff. But uh, fo- football was kind of where, where my passion started. Like I said, I was a student assistant at UNL when I, uh, when I went to college there. And uh, aside from washing cars and doing some of the unfun things that you got to do to help the assistant coaches out, they, they did let you dive in on, on some of the technical things, whether it was scouting or uh, being on the sideline for games was such a blast. And, and my senior year, I got to uh, chart tendencies. So that means I got to have a headset on, write down what play we we're going to run and then understand what tendencies we we're having. And having that headset on was kind of a life-changing experience for me of just seeing how intense everything was. And, you know, when you have 90,000 people uh, looking at your every move, evaluating whether things are being successful from a play calling perspective, the stakes are just so high. And, and that has always gotten me really excited about sports and kind of burned the love of football into me and just it's such a game of strategy and the relationships with the kids are, are second to none. And it's it's kind of stuck with me the whole time. So I'm, I'm lucky to be able to be a part of a, a company that helps serve those coaches. And usually my next question would be, how did you first come across Huddle? But you kind of touched on that. So, you know, I guess a little more detail on that, you know, what made you want to join this company? Yeah, it was the connection to sports. Obviously, uh, I like to, you, you called it out in the open, but I like to joke that I, I just have the worst paying side hustle in the world. And that's being a, a high school football coach. Uh, but no one obviously does that stuff for the pay. You do it for the relationships and being able to uh, build up young, young boys into men. And that's, that's, that's part of the job. And so uh, being able to just have some exposure as a coach to what huddle is and what huddle can do really got me excited about being a part of the company. And so when I started there, I was probably a little bit naive. I think I was employee number 16, which meant everybody was working day to night, traveling on the weekend, selling, uh, everybody had to test the product. You're doing a little bit of everything. So uh, wasn't your standard nine to five job to straight out of college by any means, but it's been a blast of a ride for sure. And then, you know, being a vice president and general manager at huddle, right. is a lot of responsibility, but maybe for the listeners, 
you know, can you tell us a little bit more about what your role looks like? Yeah, absolutely. So as I mentioned, the competitive side of our business rolls together the high school space, the small college space. So think division two and below, uh, and then the club space. So think very competitive clubs here uh, in the US, the, the high level volleyball clubs, basketball clubs, all that kind of stuff. And so I head up the strategy and own the PL for our business on that side of it, which uh, ends up being about, about half the company's size uh, is made up in this competitive business unit space. So across sales, marketing, product, all that kind of stuff. Um, we really serve the coaches and athletes in that market because they're doing a lot of teaching and coaching at just a really basic level. You know, here's the techniques you need to be using here. Are the Here's some basic scouting reports, all that kind of stuff. And we've really been able to expand that product line over the last 10 years from just helping the coaching process to helping recruiting, to getting instant replay on the sideline for coaches to be able to review clips live on uh, during the game to uh, breaking down video and, and taking kind of scouting at the high school uh, level to to the next level and being able to get those pro level statistics and tendencies out uh, and helping them coach. So it's been a it's been a fun journey. And, and right now we're I, I really think we're just taking off for what the next five, 10 years are going to bring for us and uh, some of the products that we're releasing. So I'm really fired up about about what the future looks for, like for this space. That's great. And I guess, you know, after what the last 12 months have looked like, right, it's given everyone the ability to you know, kind of really think into, into what you have, what you don't have, and, and, you know, what you want that next so many years to look like. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's, it's given us a chance to step back and say, you know, what's important, what should we be investing in? And I know that happens a ton at a personal level too. So uh, I think our coaches should be fired up about where we're headed though. So, you know, I know we mentioned a little bit about the coaching, right? Coaching middle school and high school. Yeah, players. Yeah. You know, how has that experience been? Yeah. So uh, I, I love coaching. Like I said, it's one of my passions. It, Working for uh, Huddle and being a coach at the same time probably makes me one of our toughest critics. Uh, I'm the one up at 6 a.m. breaking down video on a Saturday morning. Uh, so my weekends look a little bit different than, than other people's probably, but uh, it also gives me more exposure to our customers and to understand what it's like to be in their shoes, right? I, there's no better way to get close to your customers than to be one. Uh, and so uh, it's, it's nice to be able to bring that feedback back to the team and, and help, it, help see it influence the product. And so uh, I get to see both sides of it from that, from that standpoint, because I also get to take the, some of the angry phone calls or emails about when the product doesn't work. And, and I understand that feeling hundred uh, percent. And that's why, that's why we put so much attention on, on quality from our side to just make sure things are great for our coaches and athletes. But it's, uh, it's been awesome to just, just be a part of that feedback loop and get to try new things. I'm always, I always get to be the, the guinea pig at huddle for new products or things like that, uh, just to see how it's going to work in the space. So uh, aside from just the, the product benefits you get, uh, we're small. I coach at a small school right now. We have about 35 kids on the roster. And so you get to build really personal relationships with every single one of them. And uh, we already have a few of them now who've graduated. I've been the head coach at the same spot for seven years now. And so we've had a few that have graduated and joined our team at Huddle. And it's it's fun to hire somebody that you, you coached back in the day and just see their growth and continue to help invest in them as a person now as more of a, a business relationship and a management relationship than a coaching relationship. But it's been a lot of fun. That makes you feel a little bit older now that they probably played six, seven years ago and they're working professionally. Yeah, when you when you coach somebody as a freshman and then all of a sudden they are uh, they're working for you, like which like seems like a blink of an eye later. It is, yeah, it is makes you feel old <laughs> for sure. Um, so, how have the interactions with the young athletes changed you personally and professionally? Yeah, some of it has to do with like I said, when you're again we're a small school, but when you're making play calls or trying to put your kids in the best position. And you have 300 parents who, you know, in the stands or fans in the stands who are heavily invested in the success of their kids. You start to learn what, what pressure looks like. You start to learn and just be more comfortable in front of bigger crowds. And 
uh, understand that what kind of a bigger stage looks like. And so it, it's really helped me and my confidence from that side of it, just, just being more comfortable in a, in the business setting and leading large teams and things like that. But, uh, on the, uh, on the management side, uh, you'd be surprised what you learn from a management perspective when you're trying to, uh, wrangle a bunch of 14, 15 and 16 year old boys out, out on the field to help them understand and teach them the techniques that you want them to learn and keep their attention and keep them motivated and all that kind of stuff. Uh, it makes working with uh, other professionals a lot, a lot easier. And you start to realize uh, uh, all the benefits that you get working in a more professional environment. So uh, it's been, it's been a blast though. You get so much experience, just leading a team, leading a staff, uh, interacting with parents that it just, it builds up your people skills so much more than, than you would otherwise. Yeah. And I would say there's, you know, the, one of the things that's probably most consistent in your day between all these things we're talking about, you know, is the game itself. Right. And, you know, yeah. live streaming yeah. now is arguably never been more important. You know, can you tell us a little bit about Huddle's focus indoor cameras and, you know, maybe their impact over the last 12 months? Yeah, live streaming has become such a key need for a lot of the schools with the attendance restrictions the way they are. In the states that we're lucky enough to play, they, they needed to find a way to be able to reach those fans, get exposure of those games to their parents and family. And, uh, and we were there to fill a need uh, on that front. So when we had those focus cameras inside, uh, we saw demand not only increase from the coaching side, but also from the athletic director side. They're the ones who are invested in making sure the sports programs stay connected to the community. And while we've always focused on the coach and the athlete perspective, being able to serve that AD perspective has been uh, really eye-opening for us and just pushed us in, in some new directions. So yeah, we've, we've grown significantly in the focus camera space. We had uh, about, we have about 5,000 cameras out in the market right now, which to give you some context, tripled over the last year. Uh, there's, so there's a ton of demand wow. on that front. And that, that each, each camera has uh, on average about three to four teams using it right now. You know, that's the girls basketball program, the boys basketball program, the volleyball program. Uh, so when you get a camera in a gym, you get multiple programs using it to capture their own games, their own practices and things like that. And so it's a significant, it's a significant help to their coaching process, but then you get all of the exposure that the ADs are looking for during the games by being able to integrate with different live streaming software and uh, having them be able to make that connection that way. And, you know, how are they or how can the schools, you know, be monetizing with these live streams on the Huddle Focus platform? Yeah, we really take, uh, we like to call it this, the Switzerland plan, like very independent view on how we want to play in the streaming market. And part of that is because every decision on this front is really personal to the school. Do they want to monetize it by charging their parents and fans or do they not want to? Um, there's a lot of schools that don't want to put an extra burden on their parents or on their fans to be able to watch games. Do they want to advertise on top of it or do they just want to have uh, a basic streaming setup? No, you know, maybe no commentary or anything like that, just the video playing back. Uh, there's some schools that that invest a whole AV department or AV class to make sure their students are the ones running, running additional cameras or doing the commentary over the top. So uh, we really try to facilitate whatever the school wants and we can integrate with with any program that can accept an RTMP feed, we can push that video stream out into their video broadcasting software, and then they can get it to any destination they want. Some choose YouTube, some choose uh, you know, personal networks or personal websites, uh, and it's really up to them to decide what their goals are. But we've seen a variety of ways to monetize that content. Like I said, some of it is a paywall. Uh, others, they might put a banner ad up uh, just at the bottom of the screen. So when you're watching the video, you have a banner ad in front of you the whole time. Some have gotten more advanced and put true like 30 second commercials in between the quarter breaks and timeouts and things like that. And the other, wow. the other thing that we've seen is just even live reads when you have somebody announcing, you know, they're able to kind of integrate a live read or a sponsorship into part of the broadcast. So it's been pretty interesting to see how creative these athletic departments are, get, are getting to replace some of that gate revenue that they've lost with having those fan restrictions in place. 
right? And as much as they've had to be creative, you've had to be creative more recently. I know you expanded this into somewhat of the outdoor space now. Yeah. Yeah. So we just released Focus Outdoor uh, a couple of weeks ago at this point. And it's really the culmination of a ton of work in taking everything that we've learned from our indoor camera and being able to bring it outdoor for sports like football or soccer or lacrosse. And so there's a whole new set of challenges when you get outdoor uh, versus indoor. You get the weather, you have uh, wildlife, you have the sun, like all, all sorts of things step in your way. And so you really have to step your game up from, from a hardware perspective. And football being our largest customer base and our longest tenured customer base, we're really excited to kind of take a huge step forward with them in, in automating capture. And we think there is a ton of opportunity there, not just to get the game cap captured, but to really accelerate the entire coaching process because it's going to integrate, our camera is going to integrate with our instant replay software. So a coach can see the video that's being captured within a couple seconds after the play is done. Um, or, you know, facilitating these exchanges, a coach, uh, coaches used to drive 10 years ago before huddle, used to drive and, and meet at a Walmart or something and exchange DVDs back in the day. And now uh, everything, everything there is done through huddle. We can do even more to automate that and just make that a totally seamless exchange process for teams that are playing on the same field with the focus user or with a focus camera, excuse me. Yeah. And from a marketing perspective, I mean, who, who's your target user? It's for us, our core has always been the coaches and the athletes. That's our, that's our primary persona. That's the primary group that we try to serve. And uh, our mission is to make every moment matter. And so the best way for us to do that is to have video of all of those moments. You know what I mean? From a coaching perspective, recruiting perspective, or even a fan parent live streaming perspective. Uh, if we don't have that content and we can't share that content out or use it later, then, then we're not a very valuable platform. So uh, that really is, is what is kind of core to our mission, making sure that we have the content for coaches and athletes to be able to leverage that. And then, you know, with this product being announced recently, you're currently in the beta testing process. Yes. Yeah, so we are beta testing right now and launching later this summer. Uh, it's a, I love beta testing products because you learn so much every day, not just about the software and the algorithms that need to go into, you know, tracking the ball and whatnot, but also about the hardware. Uh, you might have a setup that is, you know, facing, facing east uh, and you have sun problems if there's a morning game you might have uh, a camera facing west and the sunset's really harsh in there so you learn all sorts of different things about uh, the weather and all things like that you might have a bird build a nest on top of a camera so you learn how to how to uh, stop that from happening and so uh, it's actually been helpful this year where normally football is only played in the fall and if we really get really good vi football video we can only get it you know august september and october but now football is pretty much being played year-round this year. There's a ton of spring football happening. There was winter football for the first time for a long time in many states. And it's been, it's been great for us because it's just a ton of opportunities for us to learn. And so our hope is that when we get to the fall, we've learned and been exposed to so many different categories and situations across different states and, and setups that we're going to be really well positioned to make sure we can deliver really high-quality video to our coaches. So you got me intrigued here. I have two questions for you. One would be, how do you stop a bird from building a nest on top of a cat? <laughs> and number two, what's the feedback been so far? Yeah, so uh, some of that has to do with just making sure we have the right covering. Some of it has to do with making sure that they're mounting it in the right spot, uh, try to make it as unattractive to a bird as possible. Uh, but uh, as far as uh, the, other, the other bigger problem that we've had aside from birds is, you know, this is a large piece of technology that is being installed at a stadium. They're there's risk of theft or things like that. And we wanna make sure we include the right tools and the right cabling and all that kind of stuff to make sure they can secure it, mount it, make sure they have the right infrastructure in place from a internet and power standpoint to take advantage of the product. So it's, uh, it's challenging in a lot of different ways, but uh, 
it's been it's been something where we've been able to learn right alongside our users and then pass those those pieces of information along to the next customer who's setting it up for the first time or the next one who has to install it. And the feedback of the, the feedback. Uh, yeah, so the, the feedback has been super positive. It's been it's always great to partner with our users and and have them give us super honest feedback on different parts of the product. And uh, like I said, I'm probably our harshest critic from a football standpoint. Uh, football coaches who have been uh, having someone film their own game for 10 years have a very particular style and method they want it filmed and they want to make sure they can see the exact right amount of players. Uh, and they have, they're just very particular on how that video is filmed. And so they've been giving great feedback on what we should be doing to adjust the algorithms, making sure we can follow the play effectively, the right level of zoom, and then the right level of contrast with, with obviously the sunset or the lights, the artificial lights on the field. So uh, really appreciate all the feedback that has been given by all of our users and uh, every day we have a new, you know, a new mounting setup or every day we have a new challenge at a field that, that lets us learn more about how to, how to solve these problems for the rest of the market. So I've grown more to like football in the second half of my life so far, but earlier on, I played probably more soccer and lacrosse. Yeah. You know, how do you feel like that's opened up doors, maybe new conversations in those spaces that you might not have had prior? Yeah. And, and especially for soccer and lacrosse, where those games are oftentimes played on the same field as a football, uh, a football stadium. So we, for some reason, there's are much more of a film culture in football than there has been in other sports as well. So we're able to kind of bring that same film culture to those other sports. Uh, a lot of times the capture methods are a lot uh, more outdated. And so if we can bring this automated capture camera to these other sports, they're going to get even more value than our football coaches will because football coaches are filming, you know, every practice, every game, multiple angles, all that kind of stuff. A soccer coach, this might be the first time that they've had a really high quality film for a long time. So uh, we view that as a huge advantage to get into these other sports and make sure that they have success too. Yeah, I know you talked a little bit about the success so far, but how would you personally define success in, in a product launch? Yeah, we've talked about it internally a couple different ways. The first way is our goal is really to replace the, the Sony Handycam, right? If, if a coach feels comfortable enough to not have somebody up there in the in the stands filming a backup angle or anything like that, that's really what we want. Our goal is to replace that process so they don't have to worry about finding somebody right before the game and training them and then having people film differently. So that's that's part number one. We've, we've got to be able to replace the, the Sony Handycam on, on that side of things. Uh, the second piece for us is, is that video being used to coach and can they coach it more effectively than they were before? So a lot of times when you're scouting an opponent or you're exchanging video with other teams, you have no idea what quality of video you're going to get. It might be somebody who's zoomed way out and you see, you know, 22 ants running around on the field because they're so zoomed out, or it might be they're so far zoomed in that you only get the offensive line uh, and you don't get to see what the receivers are doing or what the secondary is doing from a scouting perspective. So our hope is that we can find that right balance and kind of create a new quality expectation for what video and great video looks like in the high school football space. And so our, our goal is if that video is being exchanged, that's potentially our best sales pitch is a coach who already has a camera exchanging it to another team and saying, wow, that film looks really great. How did you guys get such great film? And, and that conversation being able to come back to the focus camera. Uh, Want to make sure we can handle a reliable capture process first. You know, and, you know, we were discussing the importance of, you know, sport of football with the Huddle brand earlier, you know, the company trajectory, you know, somewhat around that. You know, but we could also talk a little bit about the recent Blitz 21 football summit, right, that you hosted. You had some awesome speakers, John Gruden, uh, John Harbaugh, Kirk Cousins, um, Jamie Chadwell, people don't know from Coastal Carolina, who's really, you know, made an impact. And, you know, what were your takeaways from, you know, having these, the presence of these people speaking at your conference? Yeah, 
uh, as a football coach, I, I nerded out the entire week. We had such awesome sessions. Our, our goal when we were putting together the session, we had a model that was no fluff. Uh, sometimes if you go to clinics, you, you might get the, the high level version or the, the less detailed version. And our goal was no fluff this whole time. And I think we really delivered on it. I, I could have listened to Coach Gruden talk, talk for hours. He has so much passion and energy and just hearing him talk about the intricate details of a running backs pickups on pass protection. I, I, I literally could have watched that, that for hours. So that was exciting. And then coach Chad, well, I think he's somebody who's under the radar, but as a football coach, I've studied their, their schemes very in depth. And so to get some more context around their program, how they operate and what they value is really valuable to me. And I'll be able to take plenty of those pieces back and bring them, bring them back to my own program to be able to use and to, and to kind of evolve our plans. It's great because one of my uh, sales reps over the years, Tyler Parker, is probably the most diehard Coastal Carolina fan ever. <laughs> and Coach Jamie's given him the opportunity to actually have something to talk about. Yeah, it's, and that, they're an incredible story. They're so much fun to watch. And they caught my eye really early in the season. It was just really fun to follow them all the way through. And on a separate note, you know, we're in the midst of an exciting time right now, right? We're in the middle of March Madness. You know, I would say two things. First off, you know, who do you have winning it all? And, you know, also maybe you could tell us a little bit about the, you know, the huddle technology in relation to basketball. Yeah. So uh, if you know anything about Lincoln, you know, the Nebraska basketball team is not necessarily at the top of the list. So I'm hoping one of these years we can get back to the tournament and hope we can win our first tournament game, which hasn't happened in a long time. So that, that's my priority. Number one this year, though, I probably got to keep it in the Big Ten. Uh, I'll, I'll probably lean towards Illinois as, as being the favorite for me. Nebraska actually gave them a run. They took them to overtime one game uh, when when they came back this year, but they're so athletic and, and impressive. So I, I would lean towards Illinois. From a, from a huddle technology perspective, uh, we are the tool of choice in, in the college basketball space for scouting and breaking down your opponents. So there's so many teams that are using our huddle sports code product to be able to tag events that are happening live during the game, being able to review some of these pieces on the bench. So uh, it's really our time to shine from a basketball perspective. And uh, it, it puts some pressure on our team for sure. Cause there's so many games happening in such a short amount of time, but uh, we always like to, we'd rather lean towards those occasions than, than having the phones be silent or having, having nobody using the product, obviously. So it's a lot of fun right now. Um, you know, I would say last thing, if anything, you know, before we, uh, you know, before we finish up, you know, I guess from a futuristic standpoint, you know, football, soccer, basketball, volleyball, you know, right in your wheelhouse at huddle, you know, what are other sports that you might be looking for for the next frontier huddle? And, you know, what might we see from that? Yeah, so we really thrive on team sports, especially ones that require really coordinated strategy. So when we think about some of the next sports we could potentially go after, baseball and softball are always up there because they're, they're team sports that require some strategy, but they are always a little bit different than, you know, a football or a basketball or a soccer. Rugby is another one that comes up a lot. It's a global sport. There's a ton of uh, a ton of participation in that globally, and it's growing here in the U.S. even. So uh, that's another sport we keep an eye on. As far as what I get most excited about for the future, it's more about what things like Focus Outdoor will enable for us. When we have, you know, this machine learning algorithms and everything out on the edge on the camera, there's so much more we're going to be able to do in terms of tracking players, seeing how fast they are. We can start separating recruits by speed, top end speed in a game, or we can pull up, you know, the 10 clips where the, the longest pass happened in the, uh, in the game or things like that. So there's really exciting things, I think, coming around the corner from a player tracking or recruiting standpoint that are going to really change the game on that front. And I, I, the sky is really the limit for us. The first step is really just the camera. There's so much more that we can do to help influence the coaches and the athletes uh, beyond that. 
Well, that's awesome. I appreciate you coming to the program and supporting sports equity. And, you know, out there, we love to support Huddle and we're excited to see this continued growth of, of opportunity you keep creating in the space. And, you know, thank you for coming and sharing with us today. Yeah, no problem. Thanks for having me. Thanks for listening to the Sports Equity Podcast, where we discuss the value that sports brings to business. Follow us for new episodes on a weekly basis. See you next time.